Hello, I'm Naomi. And I'm Harry. And welcome back to another episode of When Harry Met Saudi. This week, the wonderful bureaucracy of the SU has barred us from the recording booth, so we're having to record on Naomi's laptop. Yeah, so apologies in advance for the very poor quality of sound, but do not fear, the content quality is going to be truly excellent, as per always. This episode is going to take a whirlwind tour through Saudi Arabia's regional influence and interventions. Turns out the region is big and complex. Who knew? So we won't be getting through all of the countries in the region this week, funnily enough. Instead, we'll just cover a few. It turns out Yemen wasn't enough for us. So um, we're going to—we're back to bring you more of the snaking, bats, backstabbing and general bitching that goes on behind foreign office doors in the Middle East. The perfect antidote to revision boredom. And you learn something while you're at it. So it's one of those great productive forms of procrastination. That's why I'm here. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get started. So along with Saudi Arabia, I guess Syria is one of the uh, other countries in the region that's in the news quite a bit. Do they get along? What's What's their deal? Well, these two certainly don't have a Snapchat streak going. Let's put it like that. Syria is one of those countries caught in the fights between Iran and our favourite Arabian kingdom. Um, In particular, Saudi Arabia supports rebels in Syria against the leader Assad. And in the 2011 Syrian civil war, Saudi Arabia sent weapons to these opposition forces. Oh, so is this a similar situation to uh, Saudi Arabia's intervention in Yemen? Are they bombing Syria too? No, not quite. In this case, Saudi Arabia has now entered peace talks with Syria. Oh, that's nice and progressive. There's a reason for that. I'm sure it's entirely altruistic. <laughs> uh, not quite. Uh, the two countries believe they can rally together against Muslim Brotherhood in the region. So the Muslim Brotherhood are for the ignorant like me. Yeah, so the Muslim Brotherhood are a transnational um, Islamist organisation that are sort of Sunni Islamist focused, uh, and they started in Egypt. Oh, um, if I'm correct in remembering, Saudi Arabia is Sunni too? Yeah, yeah, but like the, the, the Muslim Brotherhood have like screwed over Saudi Arabia quite a few times now, and now they just pre- present a threat. They basically are very keen to bring down status quo power- powers like Saudi Arabia and Syria. Oh, I see. Yeah, so like Saudi Arabia and Syria both aren't keen on the organisation and so this brings them together. Um, Though even despite this sort of bringing together, there's still not complete reconciliation. Saudi Arabia has not reopened the embassy in Syria, for example, unlike its allies. Oh, right, so they're not best of friends, more acquaintances, like an enemy of my enemy is a friend type situation? Yeah, basically. Although more the sort of uh, acquaintance that you wouldn't, you would purposefully cross the road to avoid if you spotted them heading your way down the street. That sort of situation. They're just like there's some things that they agree on, but not many. Um, and the things they don't agree on are like, quite strong. So yeah, it's a weird <laughs> one. Anyway, so I guess moving on to another country in the region, um, Qatar. How are relations there? Yeah, so Qatar is another oil state in the Gulf region, like Saudi Arabia. But I can't say that this commonality means it has any less shaky relationships with Saudi Arabia than Syria. The two countries are rivals in many of their different proxy wars, backing opposition, uh, opposing rebel groups and organisations. Just like in Syria, this is exercised through very diplomatic means. Firstly, Saudi Arabia withdrew its Qatari embassy. And on top of this, there's also been cyber attacks. Very contemporary. And unsurprisingly... (laughs) I blame Russia. 
<laughs> we, don't we all? Um, unsurprisingly, Trump has also got involved uh, claiming uh, Qatar is a terrorist sympathizing nation. All right. Um, what about Egypt then? Well, take a guess, Harry. Well, given the uh, theme so far, I'm guessing they have uh, stellar relations with them. Or <laughs> alternatively, uh, bitchy and di- awkward diplomatic relations. Yeah, so it's a bitchy, uh, di- awkward diplomatic relations for sure. Um, under Murabak. Murabak? Murabak? Oh my god. <laughs> Why am I so proud of this? Okay, anyway, under him, <laughs> the last conservative authoritarian ruler in the country. Um, the two countries are much closer, but after the Egyptian revolution, tensions have got worse. Since the revolution, the population in Egypt um, have frequently protested the human rights abuses in Saudi Arabia, which has led to the Saudi leadership closing embassies in Egypt and just being generally quite unfriendly. On top of this, Egypt, under this new leadership, has not been very willing to involve itself um, in the Yemen conflict and has taken opposing sides to Saudi Arabia and Syria. Are there any positive notes in any of this? Well, in the... Well, in 2016, okay, the Egyptian government decided to transfer key strategic islands, Sanafe and Tehran, to Saudi Arabia. These locations are seen by um, the Egyptians to be Egyptian land, but they're also right in the centre of the only waterway access, or like the easiest access to Israel, and hence a like really good leverage um, over Israel, which is like a really key state in the region. Um, so basically, it's really high interest to Saudi Arabia, just for that reason mainly. Um, and the Egyptian government decided to transfer the islands to uh, Saudi Arabia. However, the transfer angered the population and a great deal of, um, of sort of widespread protests has broken out over it um, amongst the populations, uh, which I guess, yeah. I, um, it's a positive-ish note, yeah, I guess. Almost. As positive as we can hope in the situation. So I guess to sum up what we've talked about... Syria and Egypt seem to be on rocky terms with Saudi Arabia, but there have been some positive breakthroughs. Whereas with Qatar, the situation just seems to be mainly negative, with no kind of tiny slither of a golden lining to it. Yeah, basically. I mean, Saudi Arabia's definitely got relations that are worse with other states, but yeah, Qatar is definitely not good. The other two are sort of like, you know, a bit, you know, here and there. But yeah, so it's mostly just not good. Um, but maybe maybe next week, maybe we can try and pick a topic where we actually talk about something positive with Saudi Arabia. How about that? Um, I mean, it sounds like a plan. It's a challenge. It's an ambitious one. It's an ambitious challenge. But I feel like given that we're both doing like a load of exams and a dissertation at the moment, it makes perfect sense for us to challenge ourselves. <laughs> it's a perfect just timing. <laughs> just, you know... It's a little self-torture, but anyway, we can try, and maybe, yeah, maybe we'll be recording after the exam, any- after the exams, anyway. Yep. So, yeah. Well, I'll Have be around. Fun. Okay, we're gonna do that. So, yeah. So, see you for the next episode of When Harry Met Saudi. Oh, see you there. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm.